being okay with church again. Uh, we, we never stopped going. I mean, I'm sure we missed a week here and there due to life, but we never stopped going because we didn't, we didn't want to go. We were right back to where we were in square one where we didn't want to go to church. Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. And actually I think there was, we weren't the only one that was told to, but, um, there was a baby dedication on mother's day that year. And you know, that was very hard for Kristen, my wife, and it was very difficult on her um, because that should have been our baby. We should have been up there on stage that year. And um, right after that, I'll never forget it. We had uh, not too long after the baby dedication, we had the first one that I had ever been to. We had our night of worship. Didn't want to go. Had no desire to go. Matter of fact, I had a sales appointment to go to that was almost a sure thing. And I was like, Man, I, I can't. We, I can't go. I'm not. I don't. A. I don't want to go. B. I can't go. We went anyway. Um, and that night, not only us, but um, I do believe there's one other family. I don't know if I probably shouldn't call her name out, but Pastor Ben prayed over both of us at the time. And said, God spoke to me, you both are going to be pregnant. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, you kind of chalk it up as, sure, yeah. okay. I mean, we've heard that before. Cool. Right. Well, we, at this time, we don't know that we don't know what we don't know at the time. So with that, there was a, another member. We, we, you know, we had our feels out. Maybe you know, we're starting to come to the conclusion. Maybe, weren't, maybe my wife has some health problems that we're unaware of. Maybe we weren't meant to be biological parents. Maybe we should be looking outside of biology to have kids. So we throw the feelers out, adoption, because we don't have $30,000 to spend it to an agency. So anybody who knows somebody who has a baby who isn't ready, you know, talk to your friends that are going by abortion clinic, anybody. If there's somebody out there that is willing to, you know, bless us, we would gladly take the burden of parentship on for them. Um, and there was somebody that kind of came to Stephanie, and we get towards the tail end of that. And she, yep, nope, this was an accident. I'm not in a position in my life to be a parent. Can't do it. We get all the way to the finish line, and about a couple weeks before it's time to do adoption stuff, that one falls out. And I remember telling myself, God, you know, okay, you know, I, I don't understand. I'm broken. You know, there's a song that was um, Casting Crowns, I Praise You in the Storm, was playing a lot on my playlist. I don't really know how it got there. All of a sudden, it did. I remember playing that song a lot. And I, I talked to God, I was like, God, Clearly you have a plan. I don't know what it is. I'm a control freak and I'm kind of broken to this. I don't know what to do. Clearly you have a plan. Could you just for, please let me in on it. I mean, you keep telling us we're supposed to be parents. You've got all these people around us that are having kids that don't, you know, weren't prepared for them or don't necessarily want them and aren't ready to be parents. And you just keep telling us what kind of great parents we're supposed to be. What is going on here? Well, come to find out, we take a test the whole time during the pregnant, the whole time during the, um, Right after that prayer, we found out like three days later, my wife took a test and she was pregnant to our son now. So right. here it is. We lost technically baby number four or five at that point. I've kind of lost count um, between the adoption stuff and biologically. And we were pregnant with my now son, Mason. So I was like, oh, that's when you, when you say, you know, you, I joke and say, I wish you'd give me the previews. The lessons I learned along the way to have the joy of seeing that boy come into this world um, there's something I'll never forget. So that's, you know, when I joke and say, I wish he sent me previews, I'm really kind of being sarcastic because the journey is what was, what was awesome. What we learned on the journey has changed us into radically different people that can't be unchanged to know that you can go through the most hurtful, hardest times of your life and get through them and maintain your bills and light, you know, you're able to, you know, whenever, when a lot of people are just programmed to quit, he gave us the strength to continue. Um, we did have some financial situations going on through there where I was in between jobs, like the career I had going for seven years, the job that brought me to Florida, management changes, things changed. I didn't want to be with the company anymore. 
And, um, you know, all of a sudden a buddy, my, Hey man, I ain't got time. I got a boat. If you sell it, I'll give you five grand. Boom. That pays my bills for three months. So I'm looking for a job. Hey Jason, I got a, I got a car I need sold. I'll give you you know, X amount of dollars. You can get sold for me. Boom. Here's a no, money out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's literally coming out of, it's falling out of, out of the sky to help us keep our bills on. So fast forward to it. Um, if I had known this was the ending to the story, the journey wouldn't have been the same. Um, and obviously the story's not over with yet. It's we're rewriting a brand new chapter. Um, but that is the story of how my son came into this world um, to a family that was more prepared to raise him the right way in church with the right people, with the right surroundings and with the kind of hearts necessary to, to fight these times that are divisive and hard. And the world seems to be against certain groups of people for various reasons. And we're constantly under attack and, I don't know if we wouldn't have went through this journey if I would have been prepared to handle it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, one of being one of the people who sat during that time watching that happen to you guys, you know, um, I remember, you know, my wife and I praying for you guys. And I remember, I remember how sensitive you were too, because I didn't want to, you're a friend of mine, but I didn't want to say nothing because I knew, I mean, what can you say? And yeah. I I had been in that place before too, where some idiot comes up and says something. And I really didn't want to be the guy at church that Jason popped in the face. So, you know, I, I, I kind of <laughs> said nothing. Um, but part of what I really like about your story and, and what really goes along with what we're doing in this 28 days, in this 28 days, Jason, I, I had written um, a devotional, and it is online uh, for anyone that wants to just download it for free. And I'm encouraging people to go through that during this time period and go. And there's a section in there. And, and what I did with this devotional, this devotional was about what was instrumental things that brought me, that made me who God created me to be, how I got here to this part, you know? And like you, small groups was one of those things. Those people in those small groups, I think during that time period, I don't know how we would have made it through some of the stuff. And, and like you said, and now I can totally, you know, respect what you're saying about the preview because I had no clue what God was going to do in our life, but Correct. the enemy wanted us to stop. He wanted to Correct. keep us isolated. And, um, you know, I was one of those people. I thought I was hurt by other church people. The truth was I, I, I hurt myself and, but yep. I didn't want to go to church. I, uh, pastor Tim, uh, a real good friend of mine, Ron Weber, uh, he, he sick Tim on me and, you know, I hadn't seen Ron in probably 30 years. And it's just amazing how when you look back and see how God put these pieces together yep. that should have never came together and did that. And yep. small groups, I, I can sit here and talk so many ways of how small groups have been so instrumental in it. And one of it is, one of the things I talk about, in the book is that 
and we we hear this all the time. We're the sum of the five people that we hang with. And yep. this is a recurring theme in this is that most married men can't name you five other men that they hang out with. Okay. And it's just a truth, you know, and we really, what I like about the word intentional is we get to make a choice. Yep. And that's where small group comes into play because my close friends are out of the, that small group. You know, my closest friends are from that small group. And those men in that small group help forge me to become the man who I am becoming. Because when I came to Momentum, you never met more of a broken person than who I was. And yeah. I, I resonate your story in the fact that even though our stories are different, God used some of the same tools to help heal us and to get us to that next thing to where, you know, next thing you know, Jason Brand, my wife comes to me and says, Jason and Kristen are doing a small group. They're leading a small group now, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people were held in ice water that day when that happened. Uh, <laughs> but Jason, you had one of the biggest small groups because, because I think when we have been there, and we can be authentic. What I like about my conversation, we didn't plan our conversation coming on here because we wanted to have an authentic conversation. And also because Jason's never without words, if you know Jason. So I, I knew we, <laughs> we could carry this on. But, you know, when you can be real, what I like about our church is um, they taught me how to be authentic and how to be a Correct. real person a i i grew up as a preacher's kid and as a pastor kid i learned how to be fake i knew yep. what everybody wanted Nailed me head. and i could say everything everybody needed me to say and wanted to say but i i didn't have that in my heart you know and um and then just some of the tragedies and traumas that i never dealt with in my life they're the, that's what directed me, but God, you know, he was in control and he brought the right people. And so I want to encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast here, um, that how important small groups can be. If you're not involved in a small group at your church, man, you really should, you need Start to, one. yep, because it's, Start one. it, it's where I met my best friend, you know, it's, it's where, uh, I remember. So we, we started in that group and we went through some financial thing and there was a legal battle that came and we were with the Medlands and the cases and we didn't have two pennies to rub together. And we had to come up with, um, I think it was, $3,000, something like that. Might as well have been a hundred thousand. And we were selling everything because it had to do with one of our kids and you do anything for your kids. Right. So we were selling everything and I'll never forget them calling us and saying, listen, they had the rest of the money that we needed. You know, they had gotten some bonus of this and that. 
And I remember that was one of the first nights when we hung up the phone with them. Me and Amber both fell. I mean, Jason, we fell to the floor holding each other, sobbing because no one, that wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't in my vision mm-hmm. of what God was, you know, of what was capable of happening. And I'm not saying go to small groups so they can pay your bills. But what I'm saying is it, those friendships met everything. And, you know, they, that group started teaching were the lessons they taught us. They planted the seeds that would long, long-term down the road would be cultivated by someone else and plant, you know, but Correct. I go back to them now and I'm like, we tithe and we do a bunch of stuff because of the conversations that we had in that small, that first small group, you know? And I think, you know, we have Jason's story is there's so much to it that we could, we'll, we, we need lot, to, there's a lot we're leaving out. We, we need, we need to come back for another session, but I think this is a great place to, to stop because you not knowing, cause I haven't, fed anything to Jason is this is you have no clue that this is part of this 28 day challenge that the subject that you're talking about is a part of that and so I love to see how God can move and here are two men that we never thought God would ever want to use but because we went to a church but we went to a church where no perfect people were allowed and we were qualified. We were qualified for momentum and we went there and they loved us, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, you to, I know you want to kind of wrap this up, but just to touch on one thing you said there, um, something I've learned along the way, you know, what the thing that broken me the most was my perception of what a Christian was supposed to be. You know, not that I've ever grown up, you know, where the Torah was my, my end all be all. I know that's for some religious groups, some, you know, you, you got to be perfect to get to heaven. Any mistakes and you're not right. getting there. Um, you know, but to a certain extent, I, I still kind of sort of expected that, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be, I'm so used to being a sales manager of a company. I'm so used to being, even in, just as a salesman of a company, you represent something greater than yourself, right? Right. So any mistakes doesn't just reflect negatively on you. It reflects negatively on who you represent. Even though me and I never let Jesus get that close to me in my baby steps of Christianity, I still took that part kind of seriously. Um, you know, I don't feel equipped, though Though I am a good speaker, though I, I have zero fear of stepping up in front of a group of 100, 500, a million people and talking. I mean, I was not equipped with fear to do that. I never felt like I could do it with Jesus because, you know, you catch me watching a Michigan football game, you're going to hear some language that's not exactly Christian friendly. Um, so, you know, you think about that and you don't want to slip and you don't want to say something silly. And because you still have that negative thing, you know, in you, it, it's the devil's tool to get in your head that you shouldn't do anything at all. Yeah. Momentum changed that in me. Momentum of, of everything about everybody I've ever met in there with very few exceptions was exactly that. You don't have to be perfect for Jesus to love you the same. Um, yeah. He was the perfect one, not you. You don't, you don't. I remember saying that in my vows and I remember when you read over them, you're like, that's a good spot. You know, I, I said, and you know, 
Kristen, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but together our love can be, and we're going to strive for perfection knowing that we're never going to get there, but it's never going to stop us from trying. Um, that was one of the things that's because we wrote our own vows and, you know, I was being reminded of that. So when, it, you know, when it, you said that I did do our own small group, I didn't feel equipped. They were after me for a long time. You know, that every, every breakout of every, I was like, dude, stop asking. I'm not, I know I'm not doing a small group. No, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not the one. I know the Bible, but I don't know it the way I should to lead. You know, I don't know it. Like I know my sales pitch. I don't know it. Like I know how to overcome objections. I don't know it well enough to lead. Finally, um, they asked us to do it, and, um, you know, <laughs> we were reluctant to do it, but we prayed on it, something told us to do it, and like you said, it grew to be a, a big one. He doesn't equip, I found the thing that broke the most is God doesn't equip the talented, he equips the equipable, he equips the ones that are available, he equips the ones that want to be equipped, he, he equips the willing, and, um, you know, to see some of the miracles we had, we had families that came to our small group that they had their own loss of babies and now they're happily married with kids and adoptions were given to families that were told they couldn't have kids. We got to go from being the counseled to the counselors hmm. and help, you know, you just, that's where the story really, really gets good. And that's why I joke, I want previews and I'm happy he doesn't send them in the moment. <laughs> God, what happened to those previews I talked about, but you know what, when the story is over and we're on to the next chapter, he paints a heck of a masterpiece, man. And it's, yeah. uh, it's been a, it's been a wild ride to get here and I love it. And there's nothing better than when God can take all that pain and suffering and then turn it around and you see him using it to help mm -hmm. someone else, you know? And, and, when, you, and when you see other people's misfortunes and you're able to have the answers for them that aren't just the quick pre-programmed, like, you know, the let go, yeah. like, uh, the, these, these things have been beaten into Christian's mm -hmm. heads that, it's just, that's just the thing you say. But you can be real with them. Have correct. And that's, that's what being a Christian is about. It's about being you, but letting God shine through you. It's not about being able to recite every verse of every word. I mean, that's tools you need to work towards, but not doing that doesn't mean you're not in the right spot in your life. And that yeah. was the big change at momentum that God did through momentum to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's cool to share my story. I hope it helps. Um, you know, I'm not a special person by any means. I mean, maybe the short bus kind of version is special, but no, I'm kidding. Um, nothing special about me. God just what God's done through me though is special. That's the cool part. That is the cool part, and that's and that's where I hope that other men who are listening here today they can see because there's there's more Michael Chestnuts and Jason Brands out there in this world mm -hmm. that they need someone to come and bring them hope, someone to uh, accept them where they're at, not judge them. And, you know, once again, I go back to this. It's, it's, it, when we look at our story, it's amazing to see the people who God has used along the way. And, you know, we can't follow man, man, because man will always let you down, but God uses those men to help us and uses these people and these small groups. I'm going to tell you, uh, just if you're, you're, you're listening to this today, you're watching this as a man of your house. Um, I, I know I didn't feel like I could be that man of that spiritual leader in the house. Part of being a spiritual leader is, if, is getting your family involved 
because it's there's going to be payoffs to it. Yep. And I I remember the night that we pulled up to their house for that first small group. Me and Amber sat in the driveway or on the curb trying to come up with a reason to leave. And uh, yep. God wouldn't let me let us have that. And we went in and we cried. We cried. We cried our eyes out in that small group uh, that night. And and it was a holy, holy moment. So I hope as he's, as everybody's listening to this, if you're in a church, Jason said this really well. If you're in a church that maybe doesn't have a small group, there's some churches that they don't, they don't have that. Um, there's nothing to keep you from, starting a small group with a bunch of men. And that's why I, the book that I wrote, um, it's called intentional man that you can download. It is specifically for other men to, to do together. Uh, because we, as men, that is one of the things we need to do together is we need to grow in Christ. And, uh, we've helped. We, there's plenty of stories I've got. Uh, Blaine, who shared his story last week and st- and how he helped me, you know, and it's amazing. Blaine's one of those people from small group, you know, so it's amazing. Jason, thank yeah, you so if, much. If, yeah, if nothing else on that, quick too, just real quick, we can, no. we can definitely end it. If you're going to do a small group and you're not comfortable and you don't know what to do it on, you're letting that fear of taking the first step, pick a book that is just something that interests you. I mean, there's a million mm-hmm. Christian texts. I mean, leadership, parenting, I mean, sex. I mean, all these things, there's books with them that are Christian authors that come with like a DVD or a downloadable YouTube series that you can watch. And, you know, you can, if you don't trust your skills or your knowledge of the Bible, pick one of these things as a starting point, let the video do the talking. Then you guys just talk about, you know, get a text that has like a, a workbook that goes with it. That's where we started. And it really helped the flow of our group. Mm-hmm. And it really put an identity to our group. And like you said, the group just kept growing and growing. Like every other week, I've got an email from the group coordinator, whether it be Ashley Case or whether it be, um, her last name is Trujillo now, uh, Kristen, right? Kristen, yes. Um, uh, Kristen Pesci. And then um, obviously she's Kristen Trujillo now. But, um, you know, emailing you, hey, we got another one. We got another one. We got another one. We got another one. It's like, like my house isn't that big. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get a bigger house. So, yeah, if you don't know where to start, um, not starting is not the answer. The answer yeah. is just take that step in faith and God will do the rest. Just jump out. Know that, you know, jump jump out the plane without the parachute because he's got you. Um, that was my hardest part. But once we jumped out, he definitely carried it to where he wanted it and led through us. All we had to do was show up. He did the lead, and I just had to that's provide right. the place. He just wants us to obey. That's all we have to do. Yep, that's it. We just have to obey. He'll provide everything else. And like you said, he'll equip us. He will give us what we need. We just need to obey. Jason, yep, again, it. thank you so much for being on here. And to my listeners and every guys, I hope you are really going with this 28 days. And, you know, just really dive into the website. Uh, intentionalguy.org. Download the book. Until next time, just keep being intentional. Thank you, Jason. Yep, no problem.